This is the FM Gold Channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, we now bring you a discussion on significance of STO Summit. The participants are Anil Vadhwa, former diplomat, and Ilova Roy Chaudhary, journalist. We are speaking today about the Shanghai Cooperation Organization Summit that's happening in Bishkek, the capital of Kyrgyzstan, on the 13th and 14th of Uh, this month prime minister narendra modi is going for this particular summit and it's essential to understand why this particular summit and this organization is important for india this is the first multilateral uh, gathering that prime minister is going for ambassador anil vadva to explain essentially the significance of this particular organization and what it means for india to be a part of this organization what exactly does this group mean for india particularly with the history of the shanghai cooperation organization or the shanghai pact it is as it was known basically started off as a in today's context a eurasian political economic and security alliance and the creation of this organization was announced first in 2001 in june 15 in shanghai in china the leaders of china kazakhstan kyrgyzstan russia and tajikistan and uzbekistan were there and the charter for the shanghai cooperation organization which formally established this organization was signed in june 2002 and then it entered into force on 19 of september 2003 so the original five nations with the exclusion of uzbekistan were previously members of the shanghai five group as it was known that was founded in april of 1996 and uh, since then the organization has expanded its, its membership as we know now it is eight countries and india and pakistan as you said joined the scos full members on 9th of june 2017 this was at the summit in astana in kazakhstan Now we also have the military dimension so some military exercises are conducted amongst the members of to promote what they call cooperation and uh, coordination against terrorism and uh, other external threats and also to maintain regional peace and stability the only issue that has come up against the sco so far has been that it does not address human rights violations you know within the member states but this criticism is basically coming from the western countries and mm-hmm. united states etc who basically see this as, as an organization which tends to target the policies of the western group and also the united states this is the background of it but India did not join this organization at its inception and then it took a very long time because we expressed our interest in joining this organization through the Russians Pakistan was pushed also by the Chinese and because of the fact that the Pakistanis had to be brought in as well this took a long time to resolve so at the moment we have eight members but we also have importantly four observer states and we should not forget those that is afghanistan belarus iran and mongolia and then we have some dialogue partners also equally important countries like armenia azerbaijan cambodia nepal sri lanka and turkey and we have four guest attendees these are from asean the commonwealth of independent states turkmenistan and united nations Uh, Anil, so, can I stop you there for a moment? Before the Prime Minister begins his engagement with the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, he will be 
holding a bilateral set of meetings with Kyrgyz Republic leadership. Our ambassador to Kyrgyzstan, Mr. Alok Dimri, has sent us this report about what is the significance of India's bilateral relations with the Central Asian country. A short amount of time of four years, we have had a series of high-level visits and this is the second occasion that our Prime Minister Sri Narayan Modiji will be visiting Kyrgyz Republic. This is the first significant visit outside the neighborhood or the first multilateral visit that uh, Prime Minister is undertaking and uh, further significance we attach to this visit is the fact that along with the multilateral visit there is also a bilateral visit that will commence on the, the 14th afternoon after the conclusion of the SCO summit. Ambassador Anil Wadhwa ask you why is it that Turkmenistan, which is also a part of the stands in the Central Asian group, why is that country not a member of this particular organization? Well, there's a background to this because at one point in time, the Uzbeks and Turkmens uh, did not see eye to eye. And when the organization was founded, Turkmenistan was kept out because of reason. And then Turkmenistan has had a series of strongmen, as we know. It's only lately that we've had a change in leadership in Turkmenistan and perhaps a more benign leadership, but the policies of Turkmenistan vis-à-vis its neighbors in Central Asia, you know, they will take some time to change and to adjust. And it will be interesting to see whether Turkmenistan is then also brought into the organization at some point in time. So essentially, I would attribute this to regional rivalries more than anything else. But why India has been an observer at this particular organization for as long back as from 2004, if I'm not mistaken. Why was it important for India to become a full-time member of this organization? I and mean, what exactly does this organization do? Is it defense? Is it anti-terrorism? What exactly does the grouping effectively do? The organization is a very important organization as far as security is concerned. And it has an organization called RATS in Anti-terrorism, anti-terrorism structure. structure. And that's in Uzbekistan. And there are regular meetings which are held over here and uh, information exchange is quite strong as far as security and terrorist-related activities are concerned. In fact, according to the SCO RAT Center, there have been as many as 600 attempted uh, terrorist activities which have been foiled by the organization as a result of sharing of information in the region. So this is their claim and they've actually put this out in terms of uh, their achievements and the working of uh, RATS. This is also a permanent organ now of Shanghai Cooperation Organization. So the cooperation is for on three fronts. When one is terrorism, the other one is separatism, and the third one is extremism. And all countries of this region are very concerned about, you know, all three aspects. Actually, a member state sends a permanent representative like any other international organization, so actually work full-time in this organization, and uh, they are paying a lot of attention to this, this body. Given the kind of history that we have with Pakistan in particular, which has come on board at the same time as we have, working together in an organization like the RATS, is that an awkward situation for India? Does that help address more of our concerns directly in terms of what Pakistan is also doing on the anti-terrorism front? Or how exactly does that work? This is a contradiction of sorts. And when India was brought in along with Pakistan, I think this was expressed as uh, the fear of uh, many central organizations in this body. In fact, they were very concerned that this will turn into a slanging match between India and Pakistan. And that is why it took so long for the two countries to be admitted as full members. 
What has happened so far is that the Shanghai Cooperation Organization and RATS in particular has adopted a number of procedures and these are now fairly well set. So there is no scope for actually, you know, disputes of any nature. And because there is no scope for doing that, therefore we have a situation where both countries are trying to still play catch up with each other. And not only with each other, but also in terms of the rules and regulations of this organization is coming to grips with what will happen in the future and so we cannot really think that this organization in any way is going to be affected right now by the problem of cross-border terrorism which exists between India and Pakistan. In future we do not know how this will play out. For example for this particular summit meeting India has already put out a statement which we've all seen which says that uh, India will certainly target uh, the issue of terrorism and obviously the issue of cross-border terrorism will come up in that context. What way Pakistan will respond to that is anybody's guess. But then the issue of cross-border <coughs> terrorism also works with the other Central Asian states, so it's not exactly directly only confined to India and Pakistan. I mean, India will speak of it obviously from the context of Pakistan, but if it doesn't really mention names, it can be in a much wider context which is acceptable in the, the multilateral format because the Chinese have already sort of said that, you know, there shouldn't be a targeting of Pakistan as it were in this particular summit. But Prime Minister choosing to not overfly Pakistan is in itself a statement strong enough, I suppose, to indicate that we are not letting down our guard, shall we say, in terms of Pakistan. The way it will play out is that it will be kept to generalities because I think both India and Pakistan will be careful not to cross that, that line in particular. And of course, the other countries, uh, while admitting India and Pakistan, had already made statements at that point in time uh, saying that we expect that the decorum of this body should be kept. So having that in mind, I think these generalities will translate into sort of principles for tackling terror, cross-border terror. And I also feel that India is going to push the case for the global anti-terrorism summit, which it has already posed at this organization as well. Most likely, it will also get a lot of support because nobody will, of course, oppose the idea. But the organization will probably bring this in as an additional point in the final communique or statement that they adopt. And from that perspective, I think all the others will follow suit. What we have to see is how far it goes as compared to other organizations. The format of the Heads of State uh, Summit, as it were, is that they have this uh, particular gathering in a closed room and each country makes its own statement pertaining to its major interests. In this case, of course, Prime Minister will be there, as will all the heads of state and Pakistan Prime Minister Imran Khan as well. We know that bilaterally, Prime Minister Modi is meeting the Chinese President Xi Jinping, and he's also meeting the Russian President uh, Vladimir Putin. The MEA has said that there is no likelihood of a meeting, a bilateral meeting happening between the Indian and Pakistan Prime Ministers. How does this kind of a setup work out in this kind of a context? There will be presence of all the leaders in the same room. There will be pleasantries which will have to be exchanged without any doubt and um, that would be it, I suppose, because the possibility of the meeting has already been ruled out. Rightly so, because these kind of meetings have to be prepared for well in advance. 
in India's case, for a long period of time, I think it's been the issue of cross-border terrorism and abetment of terrorist acts, you know, especially in Jammu and Kashmir. And therefore, India has been demanding some concrete action on the ground by Pakistan against the terrorist elements which are based on its soil. So I guess, you know, some amount of movement will have to be made on that front, which will then act as catalyst or a reason to start or restart a dialogue, if you can call it that. And that should happen in the future, but in the at this summit, since this is happening so close after the elections, and we've had the Pulwama incident and then followed by the Indian elections in which this issue was was actually a big election issue in India, in the Indian elections. I think the government will have to keep that in mind before this process is started. Another very major issue that's on the agenda of the SCO is Afghanistan and the situation in Afghanistan in terms of trying to end the violence. Do you assume that the talks, firstly, that are being held between the U.S. envoy Khalilzad and Zalmi Khalilzad and the Taliban are going to be coming up in this particular as part of the agenda of these talks? I think the general situation will, in Afghanistan will be talked about, but I don't know whether countries will specifically go into what is happening by way of the bilateral talks between the United States and the Taliban, because that's something which is being done not with the Afghan government, and we all know that it's going to have a bearing in the, on the future of Afghanistan. But at the same time, countries would not like to pass an opinion either way about whether this is good or bad for the process. But I think there would be general support for the government of Afghanistan, for stability in Afghanistan, and for a peaceful atmosphere to prevail in, in Afghanistan. So the so. fact that you have a sovereign country speaking with a terrorist organization as opposed to the sovereign government of that particular country, isn't that a slightly strange situation? It is strange, but we have had these situations in the past on many instances. Now, if you look at what is happening in a country like Libya, for instance, that's even a worse situation where there are three power centers in different countries of the world are talking to three different groups at the same time. So nobody knows how the situation will evolve in the future. Of course, as far as India is concerned, India has been very clear that the interests of the government of Afghanistan have to be taken into account. And this has been our stand, consistent stand. Although every player in this context, in the context of Afghanistan, knows that Taliban is an important player, getting more important as the days go by, and the government is losing control. And therefore, all the players in all the countries who are actually involved in some way or the other in Afghanistan have a channel of communication open with the Taliban at the moment. Thank you. You were listening to a discussion on significance of SDO summit. The participants were Anil Vadhwa, former diplomat, and Nilova Roy Chaudhary, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.nic.in. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks at gmail.com.